This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. Now is Laura nowadays Laura's like, give me a bonnet, you know, I'm good to go, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Conjecturing a Horrorish Podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. What's up, guys? And I'm your host, Rob. Uh, how's everybody doing? How you guys doing tonight? Great. How nice. are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, how's the How's the gold room treating you guys tonight? Good as always, man. Good as always. You can tell if we're in the modern day gold room or if we're back in, you know, a hundred years ago, gold room. Oh. Can you tell, Laura? You can't tell when you're in here. I know. It's Time is irrelevant. Time mm. is irrelevant. I don't know. That's crazy. That's, that's probably true. What, what do you think the furry in the in the room is wearing if he's back in the 1800s or whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that when furs were invented in the 1800s? I feel I like that's people were just wearing like actual like skinned bears as like to keep warm. Fur. Yeah. yeah. I guess that was the original furries back in the day. Maybe yeah. maybe the invention of the furry was born out of necessity. I mean, people just mm-hmm. wanted to do it, but they also okay. wanted to stay warm. <laughs> I don't <laughs> so like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. I like that practicality. Practicality. And, 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 uh, and you know, sex. Disclaimer, like we it. did not do our research on the origin of the furry. Uh, no. So maybe maybe that'll be a PYP episode one day. Oh yeah, I like it. That'd be a good a uh, good get grave get grave back awake, wake him up, talk about furries and sex. I like it. He'd probably be into that. <laughs> I feel like you that know? research is extensive. Yeah. Oh jeez. We'll I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's wrap this one up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this the it follows episode? I, I can't. Tell. No, this isn't last week's episode. I was I was gonna ask you, Greg, if you're if you got your pants back on this week and if you're doing any splits in the room. Nothing. You're good. <laughs> Yeah, fully clothed. Fully clothed I'm, I'm back to nice. normal again. Yep. Oh, perfect, perfect. Uh, I think everybody's appreciative of that. Uh, yeah, this week. This week, uh, speaking of furries, we're doing 2004's The Village. Uh, <laughs> there was furry animals, Laura. Don't look at me like that. There furry there spiky. There if, are. If, if they're being accurate to 1800, nobody's trimming down there. So there's definitely a lot of furries out there. Oh so. my God, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you know they were going accurate. Come on, Laura, you know that. Um, <laughs> so what are you, uh, what are you wearing tonight, Laura? I'm not going to ask you if you're furry or not, but uh, what do you got going on, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> I am dressed as uh, one of the village people. Okay, <laughs> not the village. <laughs> Which one? Which one? She's easily Which? the cowboy. She's the cowboy. <laughs> I can see Laura the fireman. You know that. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, one of the <laughs> Village women from this movie, specifically when they are celebrating an event like a wedding, um, the women are all wearing like white, beige, tan, plain, long sleeve dresses and then flower crowns. So I am wearing the same flower crown that I wore in our Midsommar episode. Mm. And I am wearing the white granny nightgown from the It Follows episode because it looks <laughs> just like these nice. dresses. <laughs> very accurate. multiple uses. I like that. Exactly. Very, very coming in so handy. <clears throat> you just spent a, a minute talking about village people, village women. There's a word for people that live in a village. They're called villagers. Just want to <laughs> ah, let you, you know there's, that, ex- <laughs> that word exists. 
Laura, Laura didn't know lexicon yeah. there, villager. You know, Lloyd has been giving me a few <laughs> drinks tonight. I haven't had a lot to eat, so yeah. maybe a pass on that one. I don't know. That's true. I'll give you a pass. I'll give you a pass. Uh, what about you, Greg? What do you got going on tonight? What are you wearing? Um, all right. I don't know if you guys can you see it. <clears throat> this oh is my. Uh, oh. This is my costume for tonight. Okay. I, am, right. I am. I can't tell. Wait, I can't tell. Oh my I can't tell. god! <laughs> I can't, I can't tell. The furry. <laughs> I can't tell if Laura was vomiting or laughing. I don't know what happened. She covered her <laughs> mouth. Uh, whoa! Holy macro! What the <laughs> hell is this? Gotta describe this, Greg. <laughs> I don't know. Do the Tony Tarko Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> do the monsters in this movie have a name? Well, well, they're called those that shall not be spoken of or spoken to or something like that. That's what I'm coming in as. Uh, the the village, mm-hmm. the forest monster. That's what I am. Features. So I, <clears throat> I threw the, uh, the Donnie Darko mask under a red cloak with a hood and I <laughs> went outside and I picked some fronds <laughs> off the bushes and it's yeah. that's basically <laughs> my claws. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I gotta tell you, man, if we were in the woods and and that came out and then the, cre- the actual creature from this movie, I think I would actually run away from your one more. It's the teeth, man. Those teeth are yeah. fucked up creepy, man. Oh, oh wow. Good job, man. Very creative. Great. Very creative good job. Words. I like it. I like it. Yeah. For, for me, I didn't, I'm definitely not going super, super crazy like Greg over here. I'm just wearing one of our uh, Don't Kill Pups shirt, but I put a little pig nose on it. Uh, <laughs> nice. I, I think they killed a pig in this movie. I'm, we me and Laura were talking before we recorded of like, were they little pigs that they were skinning and hanging? Um, if not, there was a giant, I think a pig leg that they threw to the creature later on. Yeah. So either way, don't yeah, kill, don't kill right. animals. Don't kill animals in movies. Uh, anything like that. And also I have this nice red apple that I'm mm. going to kind of have and color. eat. And yeah, the bad color, you know. So if anything comes behind me or tries to get me, we know why, you know. It'll okay. I, I guess it'll be Greg, I guess. It'll be me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll be Greg, yeah. I'm all about the bad color. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So if anybody wants to check out these pics that we're wearing, you gotta uh, see Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at Conjecturing Pod. <laughs> what happened, Laura? I thought you said if anyone wants to check out these pics. Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my my picture is usually a pig-like. I am very pig-like in my body and face, so <laughs> that's actually accurate. <laughs> Laura's kind of gone from this episode already, everybody, so it should nope. be fun. No, nope. Oh, you're in it now? <clears throat> you're here? Okay, yep. she's smacking herself. Okay. Check out uh, Twitter and Instagram at Conjecturing Pod on both. And if you want to check out our merch store, like my shirt I'm wearing, uh, tpublic.com slash user slash Conjecturing Pod. Uh, so let's see what we're drinking tonight. Laura's been down in them lately. Uh, so let me get the drop going here. What's in the cups? All right. What are we What are we drinking? What are we drinking, Laura? We are drinking The Bad Color, oh. a.k.a. a blueberry smash. This one was surprising because I knew I wanted a red drink, but I didn't think that a blue blueberry drink yeah. would be this red but it, it mm. really is so uh it's really tasty it's made with vodka saint germain some mint smashed blueberries lemons and limes mm. really really yummy it sounds super like refreshing i love refreshing yeah. alcohol drinks you know I, i'm either going like a traditional like jack and coke or i'm gonna go something like refreshing whether it's like a moscow mule or something like this with blueberries and and shit uh it oh, sounds look. really good here comes lloyd oh lloyd's here he's wearing his, he's wearing his pantaloons yeah <laughs> He has a merkin hanging out, yeah. 
Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, show news updates. Uh, we just want to remind everybody listening, if they like our show, to please rate, review our podcast, whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, let me do a quick ad read. This episode is sponsored by Amazon Music Unlimited. With Amazon Music Unlimited, listeners get unlimited access to over 70 million songs, on-demand music, which is always ad-free, and are able to listen offline with unlimited skip. By signing up with our promo link, you can get Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days and cancel at any time. So go to getamazonmusic.com slash conjecturing pod to get started um i don't think we have any listener comments questions anything like that laura nothing nothing there just that we're awesome <laughs> just that's it that's the general we've been getting from everybody just awesome somebody will email us a thumbs up uh i like that okay it does uh, happen sometimes it does happen <laughs> okay. sometimes oh okay yeah that's true i feel like we do get more interaction on twitter and instagram <clears throat> than we do like emails you know what i mean yeah nobody really emails us that's okay <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> I just want to m- mention a quick bit of TikTok news. I posted this ran this video in response to someone's prompt about um what is like the most macho scene in horror that you've ever seen and I posted a macho. A, hmm. a video or a little clip from the movie Predator and I just have to say like <laughs> the the people that commented on this thread just cracked my shit up. The, the people are so funny the people that comment on this video. Dang. There were like 50 something comments and they all had something unique and funny to say. So, yeah, props to all the the, the TikTok followers and listeners who uh, who made my day uh, with all your snarky quips. So nice, thanks for that. Nice. What what do you call tick, TikTok people? TikTokers? What do you call them? Is there a name for it? Yeah, uh, they just came up with it right now. Oh yeah, talkers, talkers, talkers. talkers. <laughs> but with, yeah, T O K K T O K K. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. And then what? Our TikTok is just at conjecturing pod. Same thing, Greg. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, everybody listening, if you haven't done that, go check it out. Greg posts some super cool stuff on there. One of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up, Greg, and, and I follow you uh you know if i can figure out how my phone works um let's see so any follow-up from previous shows last week we did it follows we were talking about this episode before we started recording of like is this the new standard for us oh man <laughs> is this the raunchy nc17 rating that we might have got if this was a rated podcast like is it the is it is it the norm for us is it awesome is it too far what, what do you guys think uh, about it i'm i'm a little fearful that this is uh in <laughs> towards the norm oh, inching oh. i like it but i'm ignoring you <laughs> but i i think it is the norm but i also think that we went real balls to the wall for it follows <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's okay because that is our humor and that movie was ultimately about sex so you know it was it was very serious and actually had like tones about abuse and we like went the opposite way and turned into like dick jokes and humping each other i think we i think we gave it a fair shake with some of the abuse stuff (laughs) a fair shake wow laura you're just hitting them out of the park tonight wow (laughs) i'm here all night (laughs) i know that's funny that's funny what about you greg do you we were talking about this too greg like doesn't really remember this yeah that's the thing is like that that vibe you know it's different strokes for different folks but you know i go from episode to episode not really knowing what we're talking about i just look at the next one so i don't remember shit from that episode but from what i hear uh it was pretty entertaining yeah greg was super surprised that that we made the comment if he was bottomless and he's like what he's like i don't remember that and we're like yeah you were but (laughs) yep 
Uh, that's awesome. Yes, uh, hopefully anybody listening, if you listened to last week's episode, you enjoyed it. If not, you know, uh, we're sorry, I guess, but, uh, it's kind of not the humor for you're everyone. Get. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not going to be for everyone, but if you, if you like that, then, then you're definitely going to love our show and love what we do on a consistent basis because that's pretty much what we do. Uh, this week we're doing the village this week. This is my movie pick. Um, I literally just picked it because M Night had the new movie old come out, uh, within the past week. And it's just like a normal M Night thing. Half the people hate it half the people love it seems like nobody's fucking in between you know and it's just like that's been mostly his career since his first like three movies yeah and like i knew it was gonna happen so it made me think like oh i want to rewatch the village because that was one when it came out was very divisive people love it people hate it so i just thought we would give it a chance i haven't watched it since it came out back in the day and that's really it you know i mean you guys of course had seen it before right mm-hmm. oh and this yes multiple times <laughs> yeah laura doesn't know what's happening right now i thought you meant old i was like i have not seen old so no, i can't Laura's, comment Laura's yes, very, i've seen the village laura is very angry now because greg saw old and she is trying to prod him into giving his like opinion but i keep telling him no like save it for when we talk about it in five years <laughs> <laughs> So she's very upset right now. I think at both of us. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe we could sneak it in. We'll sneak it in uh, next year or something like that. You know. All Last right, time. all three of us now. There Good we go. Job. We Good all job. got it there. Good there job. we go. Um, but before we get into more of the movie here, let's do our horror segment of the week. Let me get the drop going here. All right. This week, I got a question for you guys. Question. Um, I mean, definitely, like I said, this is M. Night movie. I mean, this is, uh, I think, the third M. Night movie we've reviewed on this podcast, which is kind of insane to think about it. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys from the movies we have reviewed from M. Night, if you had to pick one to live through, try to survive through, which would you pick and why? So we have this movie this week, The Village. We have mm-hmm. The Happening, episode, oh, right. episode 25 we did. And you have The Visit way back on episode two our second episode technically our mm. very first review was the visit right. so between the village the happening and the visit uh which movie are you picking to try to live through uh do you want to rap now greg are you a rapper <laughs> what, do you, what do you what do you what do you think greg <laughs> i i sincerely do not want to live in this movie it just the village yeah it's the the just the colors is it's so depressing mm. the whole mm. village is, is just depressing me I, I can't do without technology we wouldn't be able to record a podcast they didn't have computers, so uh, we, could, I'm not, we could hook up one of those old school cans with the string on it and put it over the fence. Oh, mm-hmm. that's how the internet works. You can yeah. string <laughs> the internet. You can just now you can Google, Google stuff. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, that, yeah, if that works, then yeah. Okay. Um, but no, yeah. So I'm going to have to say uh, as much as I h- hated the movie, I, w- I would take the visit. You know, I feel like I could take on mm. killer grandparents. Mm-hmm. Killer grandparents. Know, I mean, even ones that charge like buffaloes underneath the house. have got superhuman <laughs> strength. And I'm starting mm. to rethink my answer. But you're going um, to have to get a diaper in your face, man. Oh, man. You forgot about that, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I, but I will say, so this movie, the village is out. The happening is out. The fact that you can't see the threat in there and you know everyone's it's just the air it's the wind yeah screw that yeah so i am mm. taking the visit the visit wow crazy greg hates old people um <laughs> let's see what about you laura which one would you pick laura yeah happening is out a hundred percent i mean mm. I, I feel like well i guess we're living in a pandemic yeah never mind. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just it's too close to home. I, I can't. No, can't do that. I think I would take the happening over real life right now. <laughs> no, because you couldn't even because you know what? We can at least stay home right now, you know, or mm. like get vaccinated against COVID. Whereas mm. they literally could breathe in the air coming into their home, like through the yeah. vents. Well, at least everybody know? was on the same page in the happening. Yeah. Everyone like agreed yeah. that there was a, a crisis. A phenomenon happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Huh. Okay. So which one, so which one did you pick, Laura? Sorry. Um, I think I agree with Greg. I think I am going to lean towards the visit. I, you know, I actually was going to say the village at first, because if I am living in the village, I don't know any better. To me, mm. that is that time. And there really isn't a threat. It's just a nice group of people living together and almost harmony. But then you know what I think about the fact that they can't leave. So they don't have medicine. They don't have mm. life saving things that some people might need. Yeah. I don't want to live that way. So yeah, uh, taking on two killer grandparents. I think that should be fine. I think it should be okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Is there a certain, uh, would you rather be the female character in that movie or the, or the male character or little boy? Yes. Female character, uh, because the boy would freeze in his tracks and like, no, <laughs> can't do that if you're going to survive. Mm, so that's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah. For me, like, I think I am picking the village. I think I'm going to pick the village. Mm. Like you said, it's a super like nice way of life. It goes back to super simple times of, of no technology, which I mean, yeah, we wouldn't be able to do the podcast, but you know, uh, wait, did you pick the village too, Greg? No, no I picked, picked the, uh, the visit. Uh, I was like, that sucks. No, me and you could just hang out in the tower and, and tell <laughs> each other jokes and make fun of people's dicks or something like that up there. Um, <laughs> But, that uh, would be our podcast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll just shout it down from the tower top to people. It's like they're listening to me. Um, yeah, I probably would pick the village, though. It seems the most simplistic. Yeah, yeah. Hey, all right, Laura, I decided that uh, because you chose the visit, I will sit, give you one thing about old, no spoilers, but I will say that T-Diamond Stylus is not the worst nickname you have ever heard now. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Oh, yeah. There's somebody worse than that in this one. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. There's like old McOldster or something like that. Uh, Not the worst nickname ever heard. Oh, wow. Interesting. That's, wow. There we go. Okay. All right. Uh, Yes, if anybody wants to email us in, let us know what they would pick or give us their opinion on old, because Laura wants all of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. ConjecturingPod at Gmail or hit us up Twitter, Instagram at ConjecturingPod or leave us a voicemail, podpage.com slash ConjecturingPod. So let's uh, let's get to the review. It's time to climb the wall. Let's climb the wall and get to our movie this week. Uh, Like we said, we're doing The Village, 2004 film. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan, of course, is the director budget 60 million dollars that's a pretty stand that's a pretty high budget i think you know but i read i I don't know if it's one of your interesting facts or like they literally built the village you know which is crazy not but it makes sense to me because especially coming off of signs and sixth sense Mm -hmm. i mean yeah yeah they were like Uh, we'll give you whatever you want (laughs) yeah this was this was definitely like looking at his track record of movies this is the height of him like going into this movie mm-hmm. you know um he definitely has the downslope coming after this shit uh yeah. bo- box office from this movie 256 million dollars so this made a ton of mo- a ton of money at the box office uh which is super cool uh laura do you gonna do interesting facts i have a few yes so m night he put the entire cast through a 19th century boot camp before they started filming in order for them to get a good feel for the time period so he was oh. serious and that's why 
why, you know, if how they talk is a little hard to understand. It wasn't for me, uh, yeah. especially after watching Fear Street. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that, that was really hmm. actually really cool that he did that. I, I like that when they put in the put in the work. You yeah, know? I think yeah, I think I read something about uh, during that time where they were doing that Walking Phoenix, like made like carved out. Uh, what's her name? Bryce Dallas Howard, like what well, walking stick like he made it for her. So oh, the stick she uses yes. in the movie, he made it oh. for her in that movie and like put her initials on it and this and that. It was crazy. Oh, you know? that's adorable. I know, right? I know. They're such a cute couple. Yeah. yeah. What else All you right. got, Laura? I've got this. Sigourney Weaver suffered nightmares for two weeks after reading the script, which I thought that was kind of hmm. weird. I mean, she was literally like a demon god ghost from Ghostbusters. Like, what? <laughs> Why is she freaking out over the village? I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see like what the script like was like you know did M Night like really describe like the creatures really well you know even though actually there's an interesting fact I don't know if you have this Laura either like the creature designs is not what they end up being like right. they they were very like lion esque you know mm-hmm. like lions on their hind legs which if that's in the script that doesn't seem that scary to me what it became I think is horrifying mm-hmm. so that's super interesting I wonder what Sigourney Weaver well was, what, uh, you know what what have we learned about dreams since we had Laney Dolphin on, on our podcast yeah. we learned that it, dreams are very personal. So it may have absolutely nothing to do with the monsters, but everything to do with the content and the context and the implications of the story, at least while she was filming and what, what right. it meant to her. That's yeah. true. That's true. Good point, Greg. Uh, do you have anything else, Laura? I do. I have two more facts. Uh, this one, specifically for you guys, Ashton Kutcher was originally cast as Noah, but yeah. dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. They didn't say what, but this is really interesting because Butterfly Effect was also oh. 2004. So our boy oh. Ashton might have turned down the village to do butterfly effect i don't know wow. if that's a good thing or a bad thing i guess we'll because we'll cause never we, know because we none of us ever mm-hmm. agree on any of these type of movies so you know i forget noah was adrian brody's character yeah right mm-hmm. oh wow mm-hmm. interesting huh and yeah I, I don't know if i could see ashton kutcher in that role yeah. in this movie you know that, that's interesting yeah. hmm. yep. okay and my last fact is that this film is included on the film critic roger ebert's most hated list so take what <laughs> we take what you want from mm-hmm. that yeah, and when we do Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> you will hear his little snippet of what he thought of this movie. I pulled it. Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, I pulled yes. it, yeah, for Rotten Tomatoes. You know tomatoes. what's funny is, like, I, I try my hardest to, to not read any reviews or ratings yeah. of Rotten Tomatoes for movies. For some reason, for this movie, I did, and I came across mm. his, like, written review, pure gold. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Really? Especially the way wait. it ends. I'll, if, and if you don't have the little snippet on how it ends, mm-hmm. Rob, you'll have to let me okay. read that off. Nice, nice, nice. Man, um, you guys are, like, doing my job for me tonight. I Oh, man. Crazy. Uh, You want to do Castle Art? Yeah. So we've got Bryce Dallas Howard as Ivy Walker. um, And then she was also in Lady in the Water or most recently Jurassic World. I think those are like her big ones. But Mm -hmm. I I definitely am seeing that M. Night likes to keep a lot Mm -hmm. of the same cast. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. for example, we've got Joaquin Phoenix as Lucius Hunt, also in Signs. Mm -hmm. um, And then also recently Walk the Line and Joker. Uh, Adrian Brody as Noah Percy. William Hurt as Edward Walker. Uh, we've got Sigourney Weaver as Alice Hunt. Uh, Sigourney, fucking alien. Love mm-hmm. her. And then we've got Judy Greer as Kitty Walker. Also, our girl, Judy, from Halloween 2018. And she's yeah. going to be in the new one. And then yeah. M. Night, of course, makes his cameo like he always has to. Yeah. He is the guard at the desk at the very end. And you only see his face through the 
uh, reflection mm -hmm. in like a little fridge, fridge, yeah. mirror, whatever window. Yeah, we'll get to that part and, and I might get very angry, but uh, we'll get to that part of the movie a bit. Yeah, well, I'm surprised you didn't mention uh, Cherry Jones. She's in she's in Succession. She's in Hand, Handmaiden's Tale. She was in Signs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So talking about actors and actresses. That oh, love to yeah. Be. Yeah. She's the, the one lady. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, also great. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg's in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Well, you guys, this cast is huge. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've noticed cast. we're like 80 something episodes in, but I, I try to condense it to like oh, okay. the most mm -hmm. important people. Because, yeah, yeah well, I could go on mm -hmm. for an hour on the cast. Of this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even got to the, the movie yet. But yes, yeah, even starting this movie, you see all the people's names and it just takes forever and, and it's the cool. funny games guy yeah funny games guy yeah, yeah Michael there's Pitt. just a ton of fucking people in this movie um, yeah uh you want to do synopsis laura no. <laughs> i don't think i can do it tonight uh the village is about a should village with uh village people i should have had dinner you're right uh there's village people villagers as gray calls them <laughs> as, as i call them oh, okay i just i invented that it's term. like society society yes. <laughs> And they're living this nice, simple life. It's the 19th century. Um, but they are condensed to their small village in the woods because if they leave, they have been taught that there are these nasty creatures that will kill them, murder them, and then like take over the village. So they have to stay within their village lines and they have a, a what do you call it? A truce. <laughs> a, a truce. Thank you. With, with these creatures. <laughs> I'm falling apart, you guys. Maybe Laura's <laughs> getting old. <laughs> the, the sand is running out of her hourglass. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Quickly finishing this up. We have a few injuries happen. One of our main characters gets stabbed. They need medicine. They do not have any medicine. They've never been allowed to leave the grounds. Um, and they send Bryce Dallas Howard. She's our main character. Um, and she is visually challenged. She's fully blind. And they send her into the woods with the creatures to go into the town to get medicine. And with that comes a whole lot of twists, M. Night style. Mm -hmm. There. Nice. I like it. I like it. We finally did it. We did it. I pulled it together. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's just start with the opening setup uh, vibe of this movie. Like we normally start, like Laura said, uh, 19th century. Like when is this? Like <laughs> it's I way off. <laughs> is it like 17th or 18th? I don't know. That's one of the big things I want to talk to you guys about. Of Like when, like when is this technically, you know, before a twist, like supposed to be for them because i think there was like a note of like the gray the opening scene you know uh what's his name's kid died and there's a tombstone and i think it said like 1893 or something like that that's the date on the tombstone so i don't know exactly but uh what well, do you guys that's think the of date that's pretty straight yeah i mean that's it's like the it's a, the 19th century i think if you assume that the village is at the peak or close to the peak of the surrounding technologies. I mean, you have to assume that they're probably a little bit behind the, the town that they claim that they're, you know, is, is out of reach. Um, I think you just assume it's like in the 1800s. They have got gas powered lamps. I believe, mm -hmm. which, um, and they, they still pump water out of the ground. I mean, it, it's basically kind of like an Amish community, right? Which is, yeah. although if you look at that, it's really hard to tell because they, they keep to the basics even today, you know, for the most part. Yeah. So I, I think we're talking like late 1800s. Yeah. 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 That's probably true. That's probably true. Uh, wh what did you think of the opening setup uh, of the movie, Greg? Like, you know, like just kind of like the, the opening with the, the music and the tones uh -huh. and uh, I everything. Think the, the whole, I think what they were trying to convey 
gave to you is is, is exactly exactly talk exactly what you just said is that this is happening a long time ago. I mean, it's very obvious. Like just the tones, the colors. There's nothing bright. Everything's very dreary. They dress very I don't know, um, like almost pilgrimish or something. Like yeah, old timey clothes, bonnets, aprons. I mean, they they're making homemade bread. They've got these great bowls of roots and vegetables that they're all eating outside on this giant long table like you know within the community they're raising livestock so clearly you know they don't have access to electricity so there's no utilities um so that's i feel like that's just the vibe they're trying to just tell you in very straightforward terms this is hap- happening a long time ago it's like a, a, a time piece yeah you know um you know some of the things are very striking like when they throw on the yellow colors they kind of look like bananas and pajamas out there but it's very <laughs> peculiar and, and striking and it's interesting um but it's it's a cool setup like you've got uh, I, I was trying to get a grasp of how many people are in this village like yeah i was too. estimating like i don't know maybe 100 or 200 but i, really? I couldn't tell I, in my notes hmm. i put like 30 to 50 it, yeah it could be i don't know yeah i, I just remember there, there's a couple scenes where whether it's the wedding or yeah. at or at the funeral when it seems right. like everybody would be there and, and it's you know the t- they have a couple of long tables and looking at it being like oh yeah maybe this many but yeah i don't i don't know you know there, there's a couple actually wide shots where they show like the village itself and mm-hmm. you know it only has like maybe 10 look like 10 buildings or something like that so i don't mm-hmm. i'm not exactly sure what do you think laura about the number of people or just the opening setup mm, man number of people i never thought about it yeah i kind of just assumed it was maybe like 80 80 to 100 yeah so somewhere around there yeah yeah mm. because i mean i guess during the wedding scenes you do see quite a bit of people but mm-hmm. not yeah i think they messed up because there's more people than there are buildings so mm-hmm. well yeah when they have to evacuate the, the the building after the wedding there's that long trail of just oh, that's of people with yeah. torches and it just looks like it goes on forever yeah totally. yeah um, yeah i i mean i thought the setup was effective you like greg said you are thrown into this timepiece and you believe it you're like okay this is the right. movie i'm watching um and their way of life is very um seems genuine and uh yeah i mean I, from there it's just kind of like you know this the problem with the village is the expectations because oh, we're getting into seen, this already we're already yeah, getting into you it ha- okay. you have to you have <laughs> just to just started right you have okay to. <laughs> You have to. Laura's time is running out. She's just going for it. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going for it. Yeah. So it's I think. okay. I watched this one time before my rewatch. Wow. So I watched it. uh, I don't know. A decade ago. So long ago. Mm. Whenever after it came out. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I watched it like on demand or on video VHS. I don't know. TiVo. And I will say (laughs) that I I did not. I was not favorable to this movie Mm. back then. When I rewatched it this time, because so much time had passed, it didn't bother me as much this time. Uh, mm. It being like a timepiece and it being the 19th century and their way of life. So I thought the intro was fine. Mm. Great, even. Because I wanted to ask each of you guys, uh, like, were you M. Night fans going into this movie? 100%. 100%. I mean, coming off of Sixth Sense, Signs. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one? Sixth Sense, Signs. And uh, I think everybody was generally M. Night. He, he was on a hot streak going into mm-hmm. this movie in general right yeah 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 and so you same greg uh you were just you know same thing a fan of his coming into the first time viewing this back in the day yeah everybody was excited i mean look how much you know look how much they brought in in revenue that yeah. that tells you i mean for being a, a movie about a village like the, just the name sounds inc- 
incredibly boring, but then you know that it's backed by M. Night and it's got some crazy wild ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just the fact that it generated that much interest and that much revenue and attention, I think most people were, were into his movies at that time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like the opening of this movie. Like, like Greg said, it's just setting up, uh, the slow, the slowness of their life, you know, how, mm-hmm. how, you know, not boring is the right word, but just how simple it is. Um, yeah. I think there's that one scene where the two young girls are sweeping and they like do spins and I'm like, wow, that's probably like the funnest thing they do in their daily life. They do like a spin when they sweep. Like there's no right. activities. There's nothing else to do. There's like a, a part where they like hit each other with sticks. You know, I'm like, this is what they do for fun in this place. Oh man. You I'm know? really glad I chose the visit now <laughs> as my, what movie to live through. <laughs> Yeah, I chose the village. I'm getting hit with sticks all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just yeah, setting up like the yeah, the simplicity of where they are and how they do things, and then you have the first like sense of like something's out there, something's in the mm-hmm. woods. I mean, and one thing I do have to give a lot of props to is the sound design in this movie. The sound design of like the forest sounds when it's mm-hmm. off in the distance. I think I think it's the opening when they're they're eating after the funeral. Um, and and you just hear like the it's not even a roar or a growl. It's just some off weird noise of a creature off in the woods. And you can hear twigs breaking, which from our Blair Witch uh, review, I shit myself here in a twig break. <laughs> so I'm scared instantly of that stuff. You know, uh, Laura's rolling her eyes right now and her head's flopping around. Um, but yeah, so 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 right away, like I love the opening of this movie. Uh, Maybe you're just- traumatized by twigs because you're afraid because they're usually breaking when they, when people hit you with them. Oh, so you just, anytime you hear a twig break. <laughs> that's true. It's the back of my head yeah uh but i dug it i dug the opening I, I think it does exactly what it's supposed to do you know uh which which i actually like a lot um mm-hmm. let's get into like characters acting you know because you're really in the opening of course setting up who all these characters are um like i said there's it's a very long list of people in this movie uh i think this movie does a really good job of giving everybody their moments to to act to you quote unquote shine in moments uh, do you guys want to spot out anybody in particular uh good or bad uh what do you think greg well you know overall and, you know, I know, Laura, you mentioned in the interesting facts, which I found very interesting, the fact that M. Night put everyone through a boot camp, you know, the 19th century boot camp. I, I felt like the actors were really struggling with that, that you know, old-timey Shakespearean speak. Hmm. Just, I don't know why, um, but, you know, when they were talking, they would mix it up. Sometimes they would, maybe maybe stop speaking of this. It is putting knots in my stomach. And then then they would use contractions. Oh, she's getting married. He won't do this. And I thought, it's hmm. not it's not consistent. I, for some reason, it really bothered me. It, it seemed, bothered you. It seems huh. stilted. I, I know it was supposed to be accurate. Maybe I, I need to watch Little House on the Prairie or something more or something. But <laughs> that kind well, of bothered you're, me. Your your references tonight are really spot on, man. You got Little House on the Prairie. You got bananas <laughs> and pajamas. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love those two. Those are very interesting. Uh, but but for me, for me, yeah. what you're talking about, Greg, is to me is a positive because yeah. you're talking about once you get to the twist of this movie, people who don't talk like this. They came oh, from a suburban oh, like city. Things. And then they decided to do this to like be a facade. So That's like a great point. They would slip oh, up here and there. Yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. now I feel like I gotta switch my opinion on that. Yeah. There you go. Great. I like another, that. Okay. Another, another star. Okay. All right. I, I buy that uh, <laughs> explanation. Around. Very nice. Well, uh, I will say. So the highlight for me is is Joaquin Phoenix. Really? I huh. I, I really think so. To me, it's all of the subtle things that he he does. 
you know, he's got these um like facial expressions and just his body language throughout the movie. I feel like he does more in not saying things than he does in saying things. Like when um you know Ad- you know when uh, Adrian Brody's character first kind of comes up to him on the hill and he's like getting in his space and kind of the way he like reacts to him and he's like holding the frog and he's kind of annoyed but he doesn't say anything. Um and then he has <laughs> he does this thing that I noticed and he does it in signs too where he where he whispers and then like every few words his voice will sort of emerge from the whisper and crack out like there are secrets in every corner of this village. I don't know how he does it but it's very like it brings you into the moment because it feels like a person who's trying to whisper and tell you something secretive but there's a desperation to where it cracks and he kind of like he raises his voice a little bit and I, I really like that and there's a lot of subtle things that he does um, like there was there was that saying that, that Ivy says to him something like uh, you know, sometimes we don't do things, yet others know we want to do things, so we don't do them. And it was a kind of a profound, interesting statement. But then when he tries to regurgitate it to her in like <laughs> yeah. a, in an emotional moment, like he butcher, he totally butchers it. And then his like facial expression, thinking, "Ah, oh, you dummy, you screwed that up." Or yeah, I think he was trying to restate it to his mother actually yeah. in the scene, but he was trying to sound profound and he messed it up. His his reaction was just so honest and earnest. I I loved it i i think he he was my favorite uh actor of this wow okay what about what about you laura characters acting anybody want to spot out or negatively talk about i think all of the acting was phenomenal mm, really? I, and i don't i don't know what i thought the first time but um i think it's hard with walking phoenix because obviously you see him in signs and it's a very different character so i can see why a lot of people are like kind of mm. bored with him but yeah i agree with you greg i thought he did really well i thought bryce dallas howard did really well Adrian Brody. Oh my God. I mean, mm-hmm. just so good. So the acting, I really dug the acting. I don't feel like any of the elders really stuck up to me. Acting mm-hmm. was okay, which is mm-hmm. kind of sad because we have some big names in there. I mean, obviously Sigourney Weaver and a bunch of other people we recognize and have seen in all these different movies. And it was just kind of whatever. But my mind is still blown right now, Rob. <laughs> the whole like their speech is gonna be, it's not going to add up yeah mm-hmm. like i first of all i didn't even catch that they were being inconsistent but oh my god my mind is blown yeah i love that take <laughs> that's funny well yeah. and you just you have to hope that m night thought of that uh, we hope yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah we have but, to hope that that's wow. true yeah for me anyway, i mean that's act- amazing yeah uh, for me acting wise i thought everybody was really good but to me bryce dallas howard man she mm. shined in this movie she was it's so great. good in this movie like i said joaquin is great he, he does his his normal thing in this like greg said but for me every scene bryce dallas howard is in i'm like glued to the screen like she just has so many like different not different characters but just the way she like will make jokes or then she's being serious or she's whispering with him when they're on the porch or she's playing with adrian brody you know talking about you're gonna lie you're, you know no cheating and then she runs away and, and then of course you get to like you know the middle end of this movie with her being fearful and crying and this and that and just man every scene with her I thought was like so good so good and that's something I don't remember of course from seeing this movie back in the day mm-hmm. right you know I just exactly. remember, I remember the movie and I remember what I thought of it but I don't specifically mm-hmm. remember like a character or anybody 
I really, really liked. But watching it now, I was like, wow, like she was so good. And I think reading too, like this is like one of her first big movies she did. Like M. Mm-hmm. Night saw her in a play and just cast her like instantly from what he saw in that play, which I mean, kudos to him. He, he saw something special. Definitely. Yeah. I don't think anybody bugged me acting wise. I mean, yeah, we give props to Adrian Brody. We, we talked a little bit before the pot of just like how how odd it is now to see, you know, somebody that is not mentally challenged, play somebody mentally challenged. And that can go very, yeah. very bad. I thought he did a great job of portraying it well. Uh, I think maybe with respect. Um, he wasn't yeah. doing too over the top or anything like that. But I do have to give him props. You know, uh, I mean, once we get through this movie a bit more, you'll get into more of like his character and what happens. And I do want to ask you guys at the end, like, do you feel bad for him? Because if you do, then he nailed what he's supposed to do in this movie, if that makes sense. We'll get into that a little bit later, I think. Um, let's talk about, uh, Laura, you have on the docket love triangle. What does that mean, Laura? What do you want to talk about there? Love triangle. I mean, I, okay. For me, this watching this movie was so, it was like a whole nother experience because there was so much about it. I did not remember from my first watch and the big thing, I mean, and we'll get there at the end, but like this movie had way more drama, Mm -hmm. like a love story than I remembered. I, I, I didn't remember any of that. I, like you said, Rob, I only remembered the twist and what I thought about it yeah. from the first watch. So there's this whole love story and love triangle where, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard, she is in love with um, Joaquin Phoenix's character, Lucius. And, uh, you know, at first, like Lucius and uh, Ivy, that's Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, Ivy's sister, Kitty. Like, so Kitty and Lucius have a thing, but then that doesn't, <laughs> uh, you know, that falls through. It's honestly one of my favorite scenes in this movie in the opening this movie we, we have to give it some credit there's some funny yeah, moments in this movie I know like, what you're yeah. like this is m nights i think peak not peak but a really great balance of humor the, yeah. the scene where where she pours her heart out to to uh, lucius character and he's just like staring at her and then it just hard cuts to her crying yeah such a great written scene such a great directing a hard cut away i thought it was so funny i was laughing so hard in that moment uh but sorry laura the sorry. great thing is is the setup because her dad basically tells her doesn't need to like uh, or tell, tells her to just be open and honest and mm-hmm. approach him. Yeah. And then so you think it's going to go over so well. But then the yeah. way that it cuts, like you said, is just so funny. Yeah, it's, it's also too just Pam Greer's delivery in that scene. She's like, <laughs> we should just be in love and we should love each other. She's great. And she's yeah. so over the top. And I like, love her. Yeah, and it's, it's such a great <laughs> setup and punchline in that moment of, of a comedic scene. I love that. Uh, but sorry, Laura, I can go back to what you're saying. Yeah, so I mean, so you have that whole story and then you find out that Ivy and Lucius are actually the ones that are in love. But then you find out that Noah loves Ivy, too. Mm-hmm. And that plays a huge part in what unfolds in this movie. So it is kind of like a love triangle because it's these two men who ultimately love mm-hmm. Ivy. And I don't remember any of that. And I was very, I mean, I, I, I didn't want to give it away, but upfront, but I was super into it. This watch, I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. But I mean, to be fair, I forgot I was watching a horror movie. I mm-hmm. forgot I was watching an M night movie. Even I just was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know what I'm watching. I don't know what channel it's on, but I'm into it. Yeah. That's a, that's a big thing for this movie. Uh, a lot of people say this is actually not a horror movie really. And M night himself, has come, and M. Night yeah. himself has come out and said he wrote this as a romantic like a romantic love story oh my you know? god he's had a couple Good. articles uh i actually have a couple quotes here uh somebody interviewed him i this is back in the day i don't know if they remember if this is vogue or whatever but uh, uh the question 
question was when people mention this film, they refer to it as, oh, that horror movie. But it seems to be so much more. How does that make you feel? And M. Night said, I think there is always a desire to put it into a box. It was not intended to be a horror movie. I wanted it to be a, a period romance and have heightened suspense to the point that it would become frightening. I would feel more comfortable with them saying that suspense movie. So he wrote it with like romance and like that being uh, the main point and then just having things creepy happen, which is super interesting. I never knew that. You know, I never even thought about that watching this movie back in the day. Okay, but wait a second. I got to take a step back here. I love that he said that and Mm -hmm. I agree. However, can we can we remember that he came back after the happening and was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I meant it to be funny and stupid and not good. (laughs) Like, no. The great impersonation of him too, Laura. I liked it. Um, (laughs) No, I agree. I read that too and and I couldn't, I didn't know the timing of that article when it came out because it does make you think of, yeah, what he did to the happening. Try to like save his own ass you know uh it, in in this case i don't know i'm not sure um i mean i i felt it watching this movie it is like about these two people loving each other you know yeah. whether whether it's ivy and lucius whether it's subtly something i for, completely forgot of like sigourney weaver's character and john mm. and uh what's the name the hurt character William hurt they have like a whole like you know like they like each other you know but they don't act on it and this and that i mean he's married still but you know there's a lot of stuff in this that i think is deeper than I remember at all. What, what do you think, Greg, about that? I actually think, and I, I just realized this right now, I don't know if this was M. Night's intention, but the brilliance of adding this love triangle or rectangle or octagon or whatever it is now <laughs> is this idea that if you're going to start a society in isolation and seclusion, you could create as many rules and laws as you want. And they didn't really outline what were the rules of the village, you know, beyond the truce with the, the forest creatures. But I think if you're going to try to create a structured system of laws and codes and morals and ethics, the first place that it's going to crack is love. I think mm-hmm. you can tell people to not steal, to not uh, kill, to not, you know, almost like the Ten Commandments thing, right? I think the place that it's going to crack is because it's such a gray area, you know, like relationships and commitments and in love interests. People don't know where to place it, especially when, you know, uh, like think about we, we don't have laws in our society about love, right? Like people can pretty much in a lot of states in the U.S. just divorce over nothing. You can just leave for no reason. You know, there's no you can't be put in jail for, you know, uh, sleeping with your boss or something. It's like all left to the personal. So I think like that. That would be that's the perfect breaking point for this village is mm-hmm. is relationship troubles actually so mm-hmm. i'm kind of glad that they focused on it. it makes it very fascinating yeah but do you do you feel watching this now greg uh you feel like the romance of it or you're in the camp of just like like no i don't really get that Rewatching it this time i didn't get i didn't i really didn't get it mm-hmm. and that was actually probably one of my, my one of my biggest gripes was that i know that we were supposed to focus on ivy and and Lucy Lucius's um, uh, story, and which we did, you can't help it because mm-hmm. the whole movie is really about them. But I actually felt that the bigger story wasn't even was shouldn't have been about them. Mm. Yeah, we, you, uh-huh. your your biggest thing for you was more about the village itself and like what yeah. it entailed. I mean, right? by the, we'll, we'll get to it at the end, but I really feel like it was it was about the elders. They have such a rich potential backstory that I think is the heart of this, and it was more of an afterthought in this movie. Mm. And rather, they just focused focused 
on the young people in the village. I, you know, people may disagree on what's what should have been focused on or what's important, but um, yeah. I kind of wanted to see more of that. I'll, I'll bring it up to the elders when I'm chilling in the village, uh, trying to live through it and shit. You know, <laughs> okay. I'll bring it up to them. You're uh, like, let's... y'all done fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, that'll that'll put me in perfect uh, 1800s lingo. <laughs> They're like, "What do you speak of there?" Yeah, yeah. Um, let's uh, yeah. let's talk about the the suspense and creatures now. Um, you know, the second part of this movie. Uh, what what do you think about the design? Some of the jump scares in this movie sounds for me. I'm scared already. Uh, what what do you think, Laura? <laughs> oh man, I think that the design of the creature is so badass. Yeah, and I thought it was really cool, but the execution was horrible really because you don't see it and then you learn it's fake before you really see it and Um, so yeah so it's just like you know this doesn't mean anything to me like Mm. you see you see maybe like the red or uh i think you see uh, when they have like an attack quote-unquote attack on the village they can like see the side of it and you're like okay like that definitely looks scary and then uh, ivy's character will seize the suit but literally a half second later her dad says and this is twist number one like no it's fake it's fake don't worry Mm -hmm. so then from then on when you're seeing it i'm like this should be really scary but i'm like no they said it was fake yeah but you have to you have to remember too there is there is the line and i don't know if it works or not there is the line where where william hurt's character says there are stories of this creature from a long time ago so that's supposed to give you at least a little bit of like this possibly could be real that's why the second half of this movie when when she's being chase you're supposed to kind of be like oh wow is this actually a real creature i mean i don't think it really works uh if they change the creature if they change the creature <laughs> and it looked different because like the real lore maybe not looking right. then, then i think you would have believed it more seeing the exact same costume you they just should have changed it yeah. it should have looked different right yeah yeah or yeah, because no, like, it, should, how... it should have looked similar it should have looked similar mm. to where you would get the sense that the elders may have caught a glimpse of it mm. and decided to replicate it so there may mm-hmm. have been similarities but to make it look different should have been the way that they, they, yeah. they did that yeah. yeah because i mean the way they look actually doesn't really line up with the with the 19th century right i mean like this thing is wearing like a nice red pea coat like no this isn't this is like the big bad wolf with the yeah. uh, little red, no, red like I, I know we're i know we're not there yet but like before i knew the twist it totally did work on me i understood mm. why ivy the character was afraid thinking like oh shit no this actually is real because i thought it was fake and now it's coming mm. after me but in my mind before i knew i was like oh that must just be like one of the elders scaring her into a certain direction i thought it was mm. them trying to help her go the right way Interesting. by like scaring mm. her into one way so yeah it totally did not work for me for me they completely work they completely work for me i fucking love it this goes back to something we talk about a lot on this of like not showing the creature fully having it in the background and blurry to me is eerier than it being all exposed you know so like the scenes you're talking about whether it's a scene where where walking phoenix like hides behind uh like a like a you know a wall and then the mm-hmm. creature is in the background moving and it's all you can kind of see is a little bit or you know the part where ivy is holding her hand out waiting 
for Lucius and like the creatures approaching from the that. distance, but it's yeah. so blurry. Like you can't make it. Those for me are like the best things. I love those most. Once you get to the, the full exposure, it's kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. But uh, so all, all of that shit worked on me. And it also goes hand in hand with the sounds, the noises they're using, the mm-hmm. the eerie tones, the music they're playing. Uh, to me, all the stuff with the creatures worked, uh, you know, up until the end of this movie. What do you think, Greg? I'm with you. It, I love the way that they introduce it, the way it entered the village. Everyone's running for the cellars. And then you fir- just that camera angle when you see um, Lucius around the corner and then the, the creatures intentionally blurred. It's it's a cool design. It's like a mm-hmm. uh, giant porcupine with Wolverine claws or whatever. Because um, <laughs> that I, sounds really cool. <laughs> it doesn't, but it, 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 it works. I, I like yeah. seeing the side profile and the way it just kind of like lumbers there. I, I love the introduction. I think they even played a very, I remember thinking I, I loved the music that accompanied mm-hmm. the intro for mm-hmm. some reason. Uh, so that I, I loved it. Yeah, the I think the music and sound design or the score, I'm not sure. It was nominated for an Oscar in 2005 for this oh. movie. It didn't win, but it was a nominated. That's at least something huge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely. Do you guys want to shout out like a favorite scene before we get into some of the twists here? Uh, unless one of the twists is mm. your favorite scene, then maybe not do that. Um, I mean, I, I definitely just want to shout out the scene. It's my favorite scene in the movie. I, I watched it like five times on a loop just because I forgot how damn good it is and how great M. Night is. It's a scene we already talked talked about where where uh ivy is putting her hand out that's my favorite scene too it's it's (laughs) so good it's such a good fucking scene it's It's so so well written directed like the timing of it like you know she the whole thing with them is like you know whatever he he doesn't want to confess he loves her she knows it you know the creatures come for their their visits you know they're gonna come over there and fucking try to get people that don't really see what they do but uh she's pretty much holding her hand out at the doorway pam greer is like come on get down she's like no like he's gonna come He, he won't leave without me or something like that and she just holds her hand out and then like the music is like tense you see the creature in the background and then like the next thing you see is like him grab her arm it's like goes into slow-mo then the music changes to like very like romantic whatever you want to call it symphonic uh tones Mm -hmm. you know then slow-mo of them holding hands that closes up on their hands like honestly i was like i love this fucking shit you know what i mean like i was like oh it's such it's such a great sequence it's so well done Uh, laura you completely agree with me that's you're shaking your head oh my god a hundred percent favorite scene the way her yeah. hand is like shaking and she's like crying yeah that acting is top yeah. notch so good and yeah. what about you so greg good. did you, were you greg's just like fuck it what did you think greg no yeah. I, I love that scene it's very yeah. emotional and i again the, the music really stirred your emotions i loved it i i'm gonna go with there's a scene that i laughed at like so hard and unfortunately it was at a time where you're not supposed to be laughing when um you know <laughs> noah did what he did he committed his crime and basically he's been thrown in timeout into uh into his house and then it looks like the dad just his dad lets ivy in mm. just to slap the shit out of him i mean she goes <laughs> in and she smacks him like five or six times and then she just walks out and he closes the door and i thought is that how they do punishment in this and the the funny thing was like right after that moment he started screaming his head off and yeah. to me he seemed more devastated by ivy slapping him than like you know, nearly killing a man yeah um, just yeah. moments before yeah. so it was just like such a shocking moment and I, I kind of laughed. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, do you want to get into the twists, Lord? Do you think we should get into some of these twists now? There's three, I guess, apparently. Yeah. I Okay. So, I mean, we've talked about one of them already, and that is that these creatures 
aren't real. That was kind of the first big twist. You know, um, they up until this point, you are you are believing they somehow have a truce with these creatures, which already makes zero sense. Like, how would that ever happen? You know, <laughs> but you believe it. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're they've all taken an oath that they'll never cross over this line into their woods. And you still believe that you're like, OK, that makes sense. But then they kind of think of a way around it. Well, you know, my daughter, Ivy, she's, you know, being driven by love right now. And she didn't take the oath. So maybe send her. And it makes sense. Because once you know the twist, you're like, and she's blind. So like, really, what is she gonna see? She's not gonna see shit, you know. (laughs) So (laughs) twist one happens. And it's back to return to Oz. Shit. Yeah, (laughs) she doesn't see shit. Yeah. Twist one, he's about to send his blind daughter on a solo mission through the woods with quote unquote scary creatures into a village that no one's ever stepped foot in to get medicine. And before she goes, he says like, no, there are no creatures. We have the suits, the elders, you know, we had a way of life. We we wanted a better life for you kids and just for ourselves and for a new generation. Um, but the only way to keep everyone in is to be fearful, fearful of mm. these creatures. So, you know, there was this myth and we ran with it and the elders take turns and like roam around the perimeter at night Mm -hmm. just real fucked up shit (laughs) but yeah i think that that first twist for me was shocking i did not see that coming and i did Mm -hmm. not see it coming so soon Mm -hmm. i remember that from my initial watch was like wait what is that gonna be it thinking Mm -hmm. no that can't be it and luckily it wasn't yeah that's first twist i mean for me honestly i i I don't know if you guys consider a twist to me you know noah stabbed Joaquin Phoenix to me was the first twist was to me I don't know if you call that a twist if that's just the story it was definitely shocking in that moment of when it happens and that sets everything into play that you're talking about Laura of why she has to go and why they got to tell her but uh that was one thing that I I forgot about that I saw that you know saw this movie back in the day and when when Adrian Brody's character just comes in the room and they do that whole like M. Night just when you could only see one person on the screen at a time and then you know Joaquin Phoenix turns and his expression and then you know the pans down and the knife is there and Oof. i thought that was i, I not that i like that scene because it's just like crazy but it's such a well shot scene yeah. um that i really really liked it i actually read something that yeah. they said that uh this movie originally had an r rating it's only pg-13 it had an r rating just because they had a sound they used for the knife cut the knife stab so i don't know what it was i, I like it better without that actually without i sound? thought that was yeah. so mm-hmm. creative because you know he, he basically he, he confronts him and then it's just the way it's shot. You don't hear the initial attack, but then, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, his reaction, you know, a, a, as he turns around and the knife is just, it's actually on its way out. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's just so well shot. The camera focuses away. And I don't, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but right after that scene, I mean, maybe this is part of what you're saying, Rob, is in order to avoid the R rating, the, the camera kind of turns toward the furnace off to the side. Yeah. And you see these very like subtle moving shadows hinting that he's like he's stabbing him stabbing over him and over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Great it, camera work. Yeah, it's great camera work. It's also great acting by Adrian Brody in in that scene, you know, playing, you know, a mentally challenged uh, person. Yeah. And just like the like he knows he did something wrong. He knows he did something wrong. I don't think he fully understands, but just as you know, he's almost like crying because he knows yeah. he's going to be in trouble. And 
a lot of the stuff with him, he's he's like a child, you know, he's going back to like a child's mm. way of thinking. So those scenes like hit me, you know, me, uh, um, uh, a male child, it always gets me more than like a female child. So like, I, I feel sad in those moments as much as I'm supposed to be like, oh, like, how dare you stab Joaquin Phoenix? I'm just like, I just feel sad for everybody in that moment. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I think of all children equally, female, <laughs> male, and I'm good very you, good sad. For you, good for you. I'm very yeah. sad for everyone in the scene because, mm-hmm. you know, like I, you feel for everybody. You, you understand why he did it because he can't process his feelings right. and his mm-hmm. emotions properly. And it's very sad. And it's especially sad because they live in a village where he has never had a lick of help or anything yeah. that could have potentially mm-hmm. just even, I mean, there, he doesn't need medicine to be a quote unquote typical adult. He doesn't need that. But what he needs is resources to help him through, you know, how to properly respond to things and have the best quality of life. And he has not had that. So yeah. it's, yeah, it, it was really upsetting. But also, and then you also feel horrible because like, you know, Lucius doesn't deserve this. And oh no, mm-hmm. and he and Ivy are supposed to be together. And, uh, so yeah. it was, yeah, I, I agree. I wouldn't say it's a twist, but it was very shocking. I think they're, they're also trying to hint to you that the consequences of that scene are, are a result or a product of that society that they've built. Yeah. 100%. You know, they, they, they're too idealistic. They're trying to, to, you know, they're getting away from, um, from modern society, right? So like my understanding, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, like the elders were part of this grief counseling group, the way that I understood. So they're all mm-hmm. victims of, of violent, yeah. tragic deaths in their own close family. So they all decided they wanted to get away from the cruel modern world, which we all know is really messed up. I mean, we, t- we review horror movies, you know, of, of, of fiction, but we know that the real world around us is, is messed up here and around, you know, around the globe, but they want to live their own life. And I think that un- they, unreasonably thought that they're going to create some kind of paradise. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you're ignoring the realities of like just natural human behavior. And I think like what they're trying to show in this scene is that that's what happens when that's when you think that you can, you know, just uh, almost play God in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that's what they were trying to do, you know, create this like fear mongering with, with the monsters and think that they can just kind of control everybody. Um, I think they had good intentions, but this scene specifically is just like, oh, okay, well, this is what happens when, you know, you're too idealistic and things are left unchecked. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, going back to like the creatures uh, and the farce part of it and, you know, being fake. Uh, I mean, I do really like the scene where he's showing her. I really love the line where he's he's telling, uh, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard, he's like, try not your best to scream or whatever he says. Yeah. And the, I, I thought that was a great line delivery in that moment. And then, of course, when she like touches the I mean, being blind, she touches the, the I don't know, it's like a bone. I think they actually like made a nail, like a nail. long. Claw, claw. Yeah. you know her reaction is pretty scary, and that's when you get the first like close up of the face. It's almost like a boar, a boar right. or a pig mm-hmm. face they're using, uh, which is pretty creepy looking. Um, so I actually liked it. Uh, what about the second twist, Laura? What's the second twist? Yeah, and actually, this could be. This might not be a twist now that we're like really diving into it. But <laughs> the second twist for me was that once Ivy begins her journey through the woods, she is starting to be followed by a creature. And it gets to a point where this creature is right there and it's out to harm her. And it's, 
you know, it's horrifying because she's she's legit in danger. Then the second twist is that you find out that it's Noah. He escaped through some hole in the ground in the room he was being held in. He found one of his parents' suits of the creature and he went out and it's, you know, it's unclear. Was he actually going to kill her, hurt her? Was he actually mad at her? Was he just scaring her? We don't yeah. really know, but mm-hmm. she doesn't know it's him. She yeah. in that moment goes back to what her dad said. Oh, well, there was like a myth and thinks, oh shit, this is real. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a shocking twist to me mm-hmm. because at the time, I told you guys already on the second watch, I did not remember this. And I'm thinking, oh, that's just one of the elders like trying to help her steer the right way. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So then when I found out it was Noah, I was like heartbroken. And he dies before he can even make a sound. He yeah. Dies. So she has mm-hmm. absolutely no idea. Yeah. No yep. idea. No idea. Oof. Yeah. I mean, you also have to talk about like they send her into the woods with the two like most weenie characters in the village. <laughs> like the two people they pick is one, uh, the guy from from our uh, funny, games, funny games, Michael Michael Pitt or whatever, who in the beginning is like a scared to be up in the tower, you right. know, so I'm like, this guy's a scaredy cat. And then also the guy that ends up marrying Pam's Pam Greer's uh, Judy. You keep uh, calling her Pam. <laughs> oh, Judy Greer. I'm going to say Pam Greer this whole time. You've said oh, Pam wow. a few times and I've kept it in. Well, <laughs> I like Pam Greer. Uh, <laughs> she should have been in this movie. Um, but uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, they sent her her husband that she just married. and He's like a wiener too, you know, talking about he doesn't want his, his shirt to be wrinkled in scenes and stuff oh, like that. God. I'm, like, I'm yeah. like, you pick the worst two people to send her with, you know, what the hell? But yeah, I the, wonder the, if anything happened to them. By, by the way, when they go back to the village <laughs> they're, and they're coming back empty handed, they're like, you mm-hmm. you left, you know, the, the blind, unarmed woman mm. to fend for herself in the forest. Yeah. Are there consequences for that? I mean, that's just so messed up. That's what they break out those sticks, man. They start hitting them with sticks. You know? No, I that's think they time the into the chair like uh, Adrian Brody and just let Ivy slap the shit out of him when she comes back <laughs> <just> over <laughs> and over again. That's the punishment. Whoever whoever you, you, you did something to, they just get to slap you in the chair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the reveal of Noah being a creature I thought was a good reveal. Um, yeah. Like I said, going back to him being, you know, a mentally challenged person, it kind of like makes you not suspect him um, from a person. I think the way it's supposed to work is you're supposed to think it's uh, the guy whose son died in the beginning of the movie. You're supposed to think it's oh. him that is doing this. Whatever. Oh, I forget yes. what, the, what the actor's name was, but uh, I think that's how it's supposed to work. Because I mean, you, you go through all the people. He's the one that has no family anymore. Like he has nothing to lose. Maybe his son dying would make him go against the village. Um, in this actually, aspect. that that makes a lot of sense because you know what's yeah. funny is in Laura. Maybe you're thinking the same thing that I am. When the elders started having their talk, and they were, and Ivy's dad started saying, "Okay, well, let Ivy go to the next town." to go get medicine that guy should have been pissed like oh mm-hmm. you're gonna let ivy go and visit the town to get medicine when it suits you but you couldn't do it for my yeah. son who died of a sickness yeah, yeah. like right. when you think about that i would have been i would be pissed off yeah so i think that's how it's supposed to work there was not interesting there was not one scene that is setting up him like i kind of wish maybe there was one scene that made him look like the obvious culprit there's not yeah. that but there's enough things in there to be like okay i think that's what they were trying to go for um totally 
Exactly. You're you're right wow. because the fact that they're like skinning animals to scare them and when Ivy brings that up and she's like, well, then why are all these things happening? Her dad is basically like, that's not us. We yeah. suspect that it's one of them out there. The so elders, yeah. you already know that one of them is kind of going rogue and yeah. Yeah, lost, right. lost it a little bit. So, yeah. 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 What about that's, you, Greg? The, the Noah twist? Uh, were you shocked? Uh, what'd you feel? Oh, I have nothing to add from what you guys said. I was very, I was shocked and it was a great twist. I, yeah. I liked it. Even honestly, watching it the second time around now, I, I like you, Laura, I forgot it was, uh, I forgot it was Noah. Wow. Yeah. I was thinking it was just like some other village person, villager who was, uh, like just going rogue. I didn't think that guy, the, the, the kid's dad from the beginning, uh, the mm-hmm. funeral, I should have because that would have been good. I think they could have done a better job putting in breadcrumbs to make you think. Like, yeah. I think he was too passive in that conversation about letting Ivy go. He, sh- they should mm-hmm. have like focused on, in on him and shown a little bit of bubbling resentment and like, okay, you're going to let this happen and not, yeah, you know what I mean? He was passive. Yeah. He was yeah. like, just like everybody else, which didn't seem right. But yeah, I was very shocked. I thought it was a really good twist. Yeah. And been. very poetic because, you know, it was like he committed a crime. You know, he kind of got karma handed to him and mm-hmm. the whole thing about her not knowing it was even him and it's just woven together very well. Yeah. I was <laughs> going to say it should have been Jesse Eisenberg. He's mad. There's no technology. He can't start Facebook. <laughs> yeah. He's all pissed off. <laughs> He's like, I just want to do social media. I want to do this, you know. Um, But yeah, I was going to ask you guys, like, now we're to the part where Noah dies. Like, do you feel sad? You know, I I felt super sad when he's on the the floor dying. But it's crazy to think, like, what he's done. Like, he's killed a person. He was probably going to kill her. But then in that moment when he dies, like, you feel sad for him. You don't feel, I mean, Greg, maybe Greg kind of said a little bit of, like, he got what, you know, he should have. But I don't know. I felt super sad. Uh, To me, it's, it's the way, uh... Adrian Brody acted in that scene almost just like seemed like he didn't even know what was happening. Like he's dying, but he's just he's just doesn't even understand what's going he on right now understand. in that moment. Yeah. Like a, like a child. Yeah. And it just it hits me and it makes me feel so sad in that moment. Laura, you're with me. I'm totally with you. I mean, do I am I upset at how Ivy reacted and what she had to do for her safety? No, because that's no. what I would have done. That's what yeah. anyone would have done. But you're mm-hmm. still feeling for and sad. It's just a it's a fuck up situation yeah like you know mm-hmm. i mean he has just never had the proper help and you know he does not have he needs to thrive and it's just yeah mm-hmm. it's 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 really sad i mean oh mm-hmm. uh, i mean he's done he's done a lot wrong but he he doesn't deserve to die yeah you know? Greg, are, do you are you coming a little bit with us or what do you think no i i'm definitely on board i mm-hmm. i think i i can imagine a situation where they realize that they just can't leave him unchecked go, going out and playing out into the hills and you know not being able to express his emotions and not monitoring him I imagine that you know if he would have lived and then we would have continued on and they're able to maintain this village they would pay special attention to him now mm-hmm. um, and like I guess I don't know rehabilitate him in the sense of like not that you can rehabilitate like whatever condition that he's uh, undergoing but you know get him to do the right thing and make sure that it doesn't happen again mm-hmm. um and he does it. Adrian Bird does such a great job throughout the entire movie showing like that simultaneous, you know, guys, it's know what I'm talking about, that simultaneous expression of, you know, both hatred and innocence at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And you can yeah. tell he doesn't know how to express his probably jealousy, I guess, yeah. and the way that it comes out and how he feels afterwards. You guys remember when 
he was sitting on the rocking chair on the porch and you can tell yeah. that he had pain and grief but he didn't know how to express it but it was really cracking through his, yeah. his persona mm-hmm. you could tell that it was hitting him and, and I, I really I felt sad that he died too I mean um, yeah I say karma that uh, you know it, it hit him like as if he deserved it I don't mean it like mm-hmm. that but I mean it, it, it's like it's poetic in terms of the, the screenwriting yeah. Yeah. but yeah, um, I did feel bad for him yeah could, could yeah. either of you guys see Ashton Kutcher like clean off that no I, I think uh, I think me and Gre- me and uh, me and Greg were the highest on Butterfly Effect I mean could either I mean I don't think I can see Ashton Kutcher pulling off anything that that Adrian Brody does in this movie what do you guys think no no no, no. and I probably would have hated the movie if he yeah. was in it so yeah that's true that's true did you guys know I, I, I read this that uh, Kirsten Dunst was actually up for Ivy uh, before she pulled hmm. out I think of the movie too that I wouldn't couldn't see that either, either. I no. couldn't see if it was Kirsten Dunst and Ashton Kutcher I, I think this would have been like the happening I think this would have been not great I think she could have played the, the daughter role well but I don't think she would play the love interest role very well no. yeah yeah that's true that's true um, let's see where we at I guess we're to the, the end Laura right we're to the last twist of this movie yeah. the big the big reveal do you want to set it up yeah uh, the big twist the final twist is Ivy finally makes it to this wall this wall of Ivy I, Ivy <laughs> Yeah. Ivy oh, makes wow. to the wall of Ivy. <laughs> nice. And, uh, you know, she climbs over it. And as soon as she gets over, it's like a road, like a real road. And there's a Jeep pulling up. And already you're like, oh, my God, what the fuck? And sure enough, some regular Joe Schmo and like a, a security guard mm-hmm. uniform walks up to her and is like, hey, ma'am, you're not supposed to be here. What are you doing? Talking modern day USA, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Good old Kevin. And she's mm-hmm. yeah, good old Kevin. Mm-hmm. And she's she's get and then, and then she gets real serious in her 19th century tongue and is mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I'm seeking this and this is all mm-hmm. I have to offer. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you fucking realize, like, dude, it's it's modern day. It's this movie came out in 2004. It's 2004. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, what? <laughs> Now, my first watch, I remember being very underwhelmed by this and like, okay, okay. And not giving a... Laura's like, so? So? Yeah, like (laughs) 10 years, 10, however many years ago that was, I I did not give a flying fuck about this twist, you guys. I was like, all right. I can't tell if I would love to have a podcast with Laura 10 years ago doing movie reviews or actually I would hate it. (laughs) I feel like you were super opinionated back then. No, just negative negative about everything? opinionated, yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know if that would work. Okay. Whereas I actually appreciate it this time. Mm. Uh, I don't, it's not my favorite of his twists mm. and movies, but I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. I, and it's hard because obviously that's all you remember about this movie. Yeah. And so do I think this movie has rewatchability? Uh, if you go 10 years in between watches, okay, yeah. But <laughs> otherwise, no. If you completely forget the movie, then yes. <laughs> if you completely forget the movie, it does. But otherwise, this is kind of the problem with most of M. Night movies like the mm. rewatchability is whatever you know not not great with this one especially mm. um yeah so that's kind of the twist but i don't feel like it's the ending it's the final twist but it's not the ending right mm-hmm. okay uh what did you think about this twist then greg of the modern day setting um i was very i remember being very surprised by it uh at first 
And I think it's, I don't know, it, it's great. Anytime you you switch, it's bold, by the way. You're totally switching gears. And of course, it was planned by M. Night all along. But um, as a viewer, you've just spent, you know, about an hour and a half watching, you know, people in bonnets walking around and then suddenly there's a Jeep <laughs> and Kevin pops out. Like that, that shock is, I don't know, it's a little bit refreshing and interesting and it kind of gets you up out of your seat. At least it, it was for me. I yeah. thought, wow, what is going on? Of course. And, oh, okay. You know, um, so I, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, they did give away a little bit of it, you know, before, mm-hmm. you know, you know, knowing like what, what's happening. But like the fact that she's blind and she has she doesn't understand. And I mean, the name Kevin doesn't ring any bells. And she doesn't know. She said, what is that sound? You know, the, when the Jeep was like, mm. oh, that was crazy. Blurry yeah. siren. Um, that was interesting. So like the thing is, I think you're meant to like watch her reaction and see if she's putting the pieces together and if it makes sense to her. I think it was interesting to watch. And, you know, what you're trying to do is gauge it. You're trying to gauge her reaction. Is she going to just go rogue? How is she going to? feel does she understand where she's at are they gonna let her go back i mean there's a little bit of tension still um and you're expecting it to be the end of the movie so um yeah. i liked it yeah i remember i remember back in the day liking it i don't it, i don't it was never anything to me where i was like my mind was blown oh my goodness like i mean you can get into sixth sense and maybe that was like holy yeah. shit it was um, no i don't i see dead people shit no, it was yeah. not on that level yeah right, no, <laughs> not at all nothing like that she's like i see a bonnet and you know nothing like that you know yeah um but but this was like i i back then i remember being like cool like i liked it i watched it again i liked it um i enjoyed the twist i thought it was a cool thing to do like greg said um, i thought kevin was a cool guy you know super chill guy i think i could hang out with yeah. him um but this the scene that just ruins part of this ending to me is fucking m night's cameo in this movie <laughs> it's so he doesn't shut up he just keeps it's, talking it's like, so well, stop yeah it's so not needed there's so much exposition it's so fucking brutal for a movie that up to that point i super di- uh, dig i like all the dialogue i like most of the conversations they're having i think it's well written his dialogue when he's just talking to so much about what's happening in the movie and why things are happening and just just talking too much about yeah. why and how this happened i'm like you didn't need any of right. this it just it completely pulled me out of the movie i fucking hated it the government like paying off the people to keep planes from flying over head i was like yeah you're trying to like quickly explain away yep. plot holes that people are thinking yeah of in such a short time it's 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 over the top it doesn't and it doesn't need to be there it's like who gives a shit either you like the movie and you think it's a cool twist or you don't him explaining yeah. possibly a loophole doesn't i don't give a shit about that i'd never thought yeah. about like how you how why isn't a plane flying overhead i don't give a fuck i don't care about that in that moment you know it's so bad to me i hate that part did you guys like the, so he was reading and i don't know if you know this is a newspaper and all of the articles were of like violent murders and horrific events and i feel like that played into the theme and it made you realize like okay she's out in the real world where just messed up stuff is still happening um did you guys like that aspect like i felt that was kind of subtle i like that i like everything in the scene other than him talking if he didn't say if he didn't say anything other than like you know some little quip to kevin or something like that about whatever then completely fine you know the paper i thought was a good touch it does 
you, like you said, Greg, realize that it's, we are still in a pretty fucked up society, you know, yeah. and maybe what these people are doing is kind of smart, but yeah. just yeah, his exposition, he's talking too much. Just, it ruins that whole scene for me. I just get so angry and it sucks that it's towards the end of the movie, you know? And it's not great acting. He's not <laughs> no. a good actor. No. So like, he's very like, and then we don't let the planes fly yeah. over. The government pays us. And then we don't do, it's like Bueller, Bueller. I don't know. <laughs> What are you doing? It's yeah, it's it's super horrible. I freaking hate that part of the movie. Um, you want to talk about the ending, ending, Laura? Then I guess. Uh, yeah. So to me, the ending, ending is actually after this final twist. You're still kind of reeling from it. You're like, holy shit! But she makes her way back, and the elders are all standing around Lucius, who's fully unconscious and barely holding on to life at this point. And they they catch word that you know Ivy is back. She has returned. And she does have the medicine, but also they're like, she saw one of the creatures and she killed it. And to this point, all they know is that, yes, Ivy went out on the solo mission. They don't know if she's going to make it back or not. And they also know that Noah did escape with one of the outfits. So obviously two and two together, Noah's parents are heartbroken and they have a very quick huddle over Lucius, who like could be hearing them. But, you know, hopefully, I guess... They assume not. He's unconscious. I don't know. And they're like, you know what? This actually gives believability to our story. Like now Ivy, who we told this was all fake, is going to have the story like, nope, no, no, nope. They're real. I killed one. I saw it out there. Mm -hmm. And their way of life is actually protected in the name of Noah. And they all stand up and say, yes, like we want to continue with this and we'll go with that story. Despite Mm -hmm. the fact that these two people just lost their son in a very tragic way. And uh, to me, that was like the true ending and just Mm -hmm. like, holy shit, they're going to keep going. Mm -hmm. They're going to keep this up. I don't know. For some reason, I thought that's it. Like once she's out there, that's it. But no, she's blind. She doesn't Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. All she knows is, oh, Kevin, I don't recognize that name. And you have kindness in your voice. That's all she knows. Mm -hmm. I see. I don't know. I I think, you know, like my first watch, I didn't think anything of any of this. But now watching it, I finished this movie and was like, shit, I thought I hated this movie. And I actually really like this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was shocked. Wow. That's crazy. That's just that's why we do this pod sometimes. I sometimes know. We go in with one opinion and we watch it and yeah. it's been so long that it's like, oh shit, this fucking changed my mind. Like we talk about this all the time in here. It's like, you know, movies are based on your experiences and what you've lived through and what you've yeah. experienced. And Laura 10 years ago was like, I ain't putting up with this shit. Yeah. You know, nowadays, <laughs> totally. Laura's, now is Laura, nowadays Laura's like, give me a bonnet. You know, I'm good to go. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to, I want a picture of Laura with a bonnet on actually. No, no you don't. No, no? you don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, giant baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Greg, what do you think of this like end end that they're going to keep continuing on? Man, I didn't think much of it until you guys just started talking about it right now. It's, mm. it's tripping me out. I, at first I was thinking they haven't learned their lesson, have mm. they? Like they're, they're, mm. they're still trying to perpetuate this myth. But then now what they're able to do probably is maintain that the monsters will attack anybody who goes into the forest except for Ivy because she made it there one time. So now they have an out. If they need modern technology, you know, <laughs> they need like an x-ray machine, just send Ivy to go and get it. And she's the only one that can do it. If they, I don't know, need Chinese food, just send her to go <laughs> grab it and bring it back to the village. Like, but then my, my question is, 
what's going to happen in the future? Like, do they expect this village to persist? What if she decides to go, you know what? I want to see what's, uh, what's beyond the village. Um, and she's going to go out and go, go to the road, maybe take, uh, Lucius with her. I, I think yeah. they're, I, I expected them to dissolve the village, mm. like, and just, yeah. and absolutely dissolve it after this. Um, someone, you know, nearly died and actually some, another person did die. So it seemed like a failed experiment. Um, yeah. and, but, mm. but which is interesting, like the, the fact that they're on the fence about it and it's really inconclusive lends to the viewer just thinking about it more as, as the movie ends. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. For me, it's, it's, it's interesting to think like, yeah, what would become of them to keep going? I mean, I mean, part of me thinks that Lucius, uh, being told that it was fake, you know, I feel like he would be upset. He would be flipped out probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the, ultimately in the beginning, he just wanted what was best for the village. So yeah. maybe he would go along. That's one thing they said in this movie. The elders said that they would pass along the, you know, the farce to keep going to like the oldest son, I believe they said, or something like that, you know, that would, that would only work for so long. That would yeah. never hold up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially when you get a couple of crazy, stupid kids out there wanting to do something crazy. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, it maybe it's going to last a little bit longer, but it's ultimately going to collapse in on itself. It's probably yeah. not sustainable anyway. Um, uh, do you guys want to talk quickly about comparing this to some other M9 movies? I think I, I really want to hear from Laura probably going into this thinking that uh, this movie was on the bottom of his list now she actually digs it where would you kind of rank this laura if you had to do like a top five of m night movies dude yeah kind of crazy i mean for me nothing ever topped six cent signs and i think that's universal i think those two and some people don't even like signs whatever yeah i know everyone can agree on six cents but (laughs) some people don't like signs whatever i love Mm -hmm. it uh those are always top two nothing will ever change that but yeah i think when i saw this is six is six cents one for you i don't it should it should be but i just it should be and it Mm. i'm sure it is but I just love signs so much. You're, you're a Mel Gibson fan. I just like, fan. love it. You like no, Mel Gibson? not actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's he's a pig. <laughs> I hate him, actually. <laughs> no, hate's a strong word. I don't hate anybody. Yeah. But I, I strongly dislike yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. It's even that close. Wow. I do love that movie. Uh, I, when I first saw this, I was super disappointed. I was bored. And then I saw Lady in the Water, and I was like, oh, my God, what yeah. is happening? And then I saw The Happening, and I was like, mm-hmm. nope. So then when I saw the visit i was like to me this the visit was a step up i was like oh my god he had hit rock bottom <laughs> and now we're finally like doing something sort of entertaining mm-hmm. now that i'm rewatching, i think this is number three i haven't seen old but yeah i forget number three I forget, I forget back in the day have you seen unbreakable Oh, wait, no, Unbreakable is number or three. Split. Sorry. Oh, Split. This is like number five. <laughs> Why did sorry. I ask Laura this question? <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry. No, 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 Unbreakable and Split. I actually really like those movies as well. Uh, still, still better than The Village? Village would be five? Shit. <laughs> oh, God. You're breaking this is uh, tough. We need, we need to have a M. Night just like podcast, I think. Okay. Uh, I think Unbreakable is three yeah okay yeah split and the village might be tied i actually liked split even though everyone hated it i liked it Mm -hmm. i don't think everybody hated it a lot of people hated it with m night of course yeah (laughs) i but i thought what's his name's acting was mcavoy yeah yeah he's he's insane 
Yeah, he makes that movie. No, yeah. Shit, I don't know. They're tied for fourth. I don't know. I I can't answer this question. Listen, The Village makes the top five, okay? Okay, there you go. All right, good. good. What about about you, Greg? Uh, Top five M. Night movies, where are you ranking? Uh, I'm not going to spend half an hour like Laura did, but (laughs) I think my list is identical. Signs, Sixth Sense, Split, Unbreakable, Village. Oh, so your signs one, two, over Sixth Sense? Yep. Wow. Oh, and Greg's not even like thinking. He's like, yep, that's it. He had his M. Night list in the back. He's like, I know it. I live it. It's tattooed on my back. I live it. (laughs) Wait a second. You just admitted that old is not in your top five. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't mean anything, though. It doesn't mean anything. Got him. All that means is it's not as good as the village. (laughs) Laura found a loophole. All right, Greg, I want your top eight M. Night movies in order. <laughs> She's right trying now. to find where, where, where <laughs> right, old lands. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, for me, like definitely me. I'm Sixth Sense one. I love science, but Sixth Sense is such a great movie. This, I mean, yeah. Tony Collette in it and Haley Joel. Oh, like, it's just yeah. so great. That easily is one. Science, of course, would be two for me. Uh, just alone. My my thing with aliens and that one scene where it walks across the, the little uh, street. It gives me the willies every single time. Yeah. Uh, then I would, uh, then I would, then I would definitely say Unbreakable. Unbreakable is such a great movie. I love that movie so much. And then, yeah, then I think between where are we at now? They'd be with the Village and Split. Ooh, that is a tough one, James. Okay, Mathel- so it's the same as mine. So no, like- I, well, I'm I'm gonna make a decision. And I'm not gonna have them tied. You know, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna put Village then four, then I'll put Split five. Uh, because I, I dude, really I think I movie. might need to rewatch Split then to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we'll review it next month. Technically, it's a horror movie. Um, that's a horror movie. That's why I said. Techni- it's a girl's stomach. Yeah, that's why I said technically. Yeah, technically. You know. <laughs> um, let's uh, where are we at here? Let's do Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, real fast. We can talk about Cisco Ebert and his hatred for this movie. Mm. Um, but, uh, <laughs> let's see what the ratings are. So Rotten Tomatoes for this movie, we have a critic score of 43%. Uh, audience score 57%. So right, right down the middle, pretty much for an audience, which we've come to just, you know, that's M night. That's most of his movies. Um, I did pull Roger Ebert's, of course. I only pulled like the quick one, Greg. So I'll read it. And if you want to elaborate anything more, you can. Uh, Roger Ebert in 2004 gave this a one out of four. He says the village is a colossal miscalculation, a movie based on a premise that cannot support it, a premise so transparent it would be laughable were the movie not so uh deadly solemn what oh, wow so yeah. that's what he that's what he said uh his little blurb about yeah. it you know i guess just pretty much, uh, to me he says ridiculous it's <laughs> ridiculous you know which, which a lot of people online they don't like this movie shouted out is like un it's unreal like none of this would actually work like so many things have to happen for this to be appropriate which maybe in well, screenings maybe in screenings that's what was said and that's why there's a dumb scene at the end with m night trying to explain everything in like two yeah. minutes maybe that's why i don't know uh did you want to add mm-hmm. Sorry, but I, I will say, though, I, I have been having this thought nightly since I've rewatched this movie. Like, <laughs> you can get everyone in the woods to live a simple life and fear monger by saying there's a monster out there so you can't leave. But why did you have to go to the 19th century? You could just be normal today, but you mm-hmm. all live there and well, you can't leave the perimeter because there's monsters. I like, think they, they had to take away technology. That's yeah. that's why. And that's, I would assume, right, if you have the internet, the, then you know that the world is mm-hmm. happening. I mean, it's almost like... So why go back think- to the 19th century? You can still just go back 
a little less. I feel like that's maybe the time frame where technology was maybe starting to take off. That's why they chose that. Or I, I know the, the main character, the William Hurts character, he's a history teacher. So this maybe was his main focus. This is what he knew about. He knew he you could have construct to go, this. You have to go before cars, because if you say there's cars, there mm. needs to be a reason for cars, which is to travel long distances. And I think I'm glad I didn't see any. Well, maybe horses would have made sense because they have to plow the fields and stuff. But yeah, you have to go before cars, which is, you know, the early 1900s. So I think they're trying to push it to where they have the most technology possible, but where it doesn't necessarily connect them to the outside world. I don't know. You don't want people imagine? They uh-huh. they've literally lived a lifetime already, and they were like I don't know if they were in the sixties, seventies, eighties before they made this plan. I couldn't really tell. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there between sixties yeah. and eighties. Can you imagine like living in the seventies and then being like I'm gonna go back to the nineteenth century now? No, like I don't believe <laughs> it that. Is a actually, bit absurd, yeah, yeah, it, that's, it, is. That's, uh, it is. That's when the best drugs started. Come on, oh my god, you know <laughs> they got to at least be plowing some weed back then. Come on, that's that's old school. Uh, did you want to add anything, Greg, to Roger Ebert's thing? Oh, yeah. I just got to say, I, again, I don't read these reviews, but he just mic dropped the, the, the ending of his <laughs> review. This is how it ends. And, and it's written here. He goes, eventually the secret of those who we do not speak of is revealed. To call it an anticlimax would be an insult, not only to climaxes, but to prefixes. It's a crummy <laughs> secret about one step up from it was all a dream on the ladder of narrative originality. It's so witless, in fact, that when we do do discover the secret we want to rewind the film so we don't know the secret anymore and then keep on rewinding and rewinding until Whoa. we're back at the beginning and can get up from our seats and walk backwards out of the theater and go down the up escalator and watch the money spring from the cash register into our pockets oh my holy end of his review <laughs> Dang, Roger Ebert killed it. Going dark there. He was like, the, he was like, a, he was like an internet troll back in the day. Yeah. Oh my wow. god. Okay, that's that. that's crazy. Why is he so angry? I He's don't very know. angry. I don't know. I don't know. But that's insane. Wow. Uh, let's let's, let's see positive now. I got a positive audience review uh, from whatever fifty seven and fifty seven percent of the people that like this movie. This is from twenty twenty one. Like us watching it recently. Um, this person gave it five out of five. Loved it. Uh, and, and honestly, going through a lot of the reviews, it was either like a one or two star or it was like a five star like mm-hmm. and that's when I talk about them night like you either love his shit or you fucking hate it there's not a lot of middle ground um, so he said uh, might be the most underrated movie unfortunately the marketing didn't do the movie any favors most people expected a monster horror action movie Ooh. and got a well acted unique love story dude and that's spot like what we on. talked about yeah spot on you know and that's just like I said I read that in a couple articles too that the marketing only talked about the creatures and the scares which which i get but there's you know 70 percent of this movie that's not that so if you go in thinking you're gonna get like a super scary horror movie and you get what this is which is a lot of people just talking to each other in love in love scenes and stuff like that then maybe that's why you don't like it to begin with maybe that was do you think maybe that was your thing back in the day laura yeah totally yeah. i thought i was just gonna see all these crazy creatures and it was gonna mm-hmm. be horrifying yeah. yeah and you were just like you know into love you were just like screw this you know? i mean i was you know i've been mm-hmm. with i've been married for 10 years i've been with my oh, husband yeah. for god knows how long so like mm-hmm. i don't know why i was so just like fuck <laughs> this shit <laughs> <laughs> your husband's like oh okay i'm not getting any tonight uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true when you see a movie that pisses mm-hmm. you off that is the last thing you want to do <laughs> that's true yeah it's uh, such a mood killer i know yeah. that i've tried yeah uh so <laughs> 
I'm like, so, so this is not a Schindler's, date night movie. Uh, Schindler's List. Uh, are you okay tonight? No. Oh, okay. All right. Let me just. Uh, I'll call. I'll call you. I'd never. <laughs> Rob um, wants to watch Human Centipede. Uh. <laughs> well, Human Centipede. You might find a certain uh, a certain fetish. Uh, one that might happen that night. Um, let's get to our ratings. Let's still talking about that. Actually, speaking of Human Centipede, this actually ties into our rating tonight. Uh, I want to go back to our rating from the visits, and what our rating was <sighs> was was one to five. How many diapers? And what's in your diaper? Is it gross? Is it dirty because you hate this movie? Is it nice and clean because you love this movie? Uh, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to our second episode, The Visit Review. It was all about diapers that, that episode. <laughs> Not surprising. Um, uh, but what do you think, Laura? One to five. How many diapers are you giving this M. Night movie? Uh, and, and what is the diaper like? Clean, dirty? What do you got? Just so you know, I'm only writing down number scores. I am not doing this. <laughs> describe your diaper shit again. You I've already told you this. <laughs> You, you were so good for like 40 episodes and then eventually you're like, I'm not writing this shit anymore. And now. then I was like, nope, numbers. Nope, that's nope, it. Nope. Wait, that's we're going back to diapers? We can't, we has to be unique. We can't go back. No, dude, this is the M, to me, this is the M. Night rating. Any M. Night movie, we're doing diapers because this is what started the pod. It was M. Night and oh. diapers. All right. So one to five. What do you think, Laura? How many diapers? Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you really threw me off of this. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to pretend yeah. and put it on your head and make it a bonnet, it's up to you. you know? Oh, no. <laughs> it's to your choice. It's very similar. <laughs> I, God, I'm, I don't know. I, I just keep comparing it to how I felt on my first watch. And it mm. was so drastically different. Yeah. I don't know if this, I think I'm biased. Like this might not be a great movie, but I walked into this dreading it. I was like, oh, mm. we have to fucking watch The Village. Like, I remember thinking this movie was so stupid, blah, blah, blah. Then I watched it. And I really enjoyed it. So maybe I'm crazy and I've had a lot of wine and no dinner tonight, but uh, I'm giving this four four diapers. <laughs> four diapers. What? Four M. Night diapers. Yeah. Wow. Are they super clean then? Because you like them wow. so much? Well, then, no. Yeah, they're, they're just like a typical diaper. Like they just have the normal amount of urine and... Laura, four shit. diapers for this movie. Okay. Wow. It's just... It's just full what? of like wine pee did you be drinking wine all night greg i've i liked it the second time i was so surprised i, think I was Midsommar like so more four well i think what are we in right no, now no i bumped it i bumped midsummer up <laughs> what, what are we in right now guys we're at what 78 episodes right 70 this is the seventh 78th episode this no, i think is the so 79th episode oh, 79th? get I'm it sorry. right Rob. okay i'm sorry <laughs> I, I feel like this is the first time i've ever seen greg like question and kind of be slightly angry about a, a rating. I've never seen his face right now when he just did to Laura of like a four. You're fucking kidding me. But he didn't say the F word. That was me. But he's never done this. Never. It's so true. this is super fascinating. Guard, Laura. You but Greg won't admit it, but he has a very weird relationship with M. Night. I've been trying to say this this whole time. Rob, don't that's, why, soundbite, please. that's why I want to know what he thinks about old, which mm-hmm. his wife did respond to me. So now I I think I know oh. what's happening. Uh, yeah, I think I, uh, Greg, like, I don't care what you say. I think you, I think you secretly hate M. Night Show. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's the, he's the drug I keep smoking and I can't get away from. <laughs> but you're pissed every time you smoke mm-hmm. it. Well, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you know what M Night is? M Night is like a is like a McDonald's cheeseburger. You know that you're gonna get a cheap thrill out of out of it, but ultimately it's just dissatisfying to your health. 
<laughs> Greg, can you do like a piece of art of like M9 and he has like a cheeseburger head like the hamburger from McDonald's? Wait, I wait. <laughs> Greg, could you please tell the story about the, the McDonald's cheeseburger you got one? Oh, okay. had no meat in it? <laughs> <laughs> that was Lady in the Water. That was a Lady in Water burger. <laughs> no, but Greg claims that it tasted exactly the same as if it had meat in it. <laughs> it did. I told them no pickles. They they threw together just two buns, ketchup, and then and mustard. And I was appalled. And I but then I ate it. There was no difference. <laughs> it, it was a McDonald's cheeseburger. Well, if, if anybody from McDonald's listening, you want to sponsor us, uh, we might need a little help. So uh, you can email us conjecturing pot at gmail. <laughs> compliment. Honestly. I think so too. I think so too. Your burgers are so uniform that without meat they taste exactly the same. <laughs> oh, That's man. his M. Night Shyamalan analogy. That's true. Oh my god. That's a great analogy. I like it. Uh, I feel like I need to change the rating, Greg, and say one to five how many hamburgers are you giving this movie? <laughs> <laughs> and then, is there meat in them? And is there meat in them? <laughs> This would be the first ever multiple rating episode. Uh, All right, let me let me let me go with that theme. Here's the thing: is I think the true meat of the story is in the elders' history and why they mm-hmm. created the village. Mm-hmm. And yet, like I said earlier, they present it as as an afterthought. I mean, yeah, Ivy's character has been through a lot, and we're meant to follow her around, and she almost loses Lucius. But like, let's get real here: the elders they tragically actually lost, you know, family members. They didn't get a cheeseburger. They didn't get buns, no fries. They just pulled up to the drive through. They just got pickles. They just got pickles. <laughs> this is the thing. So, like, I want to know the story of the guy who drove through the drive through and got pickles. And yeah. what, what happened to him? Not the one that, you know, just got the two buns. All right? he, went and start, he went and started a village in the wilderness. <laughs> He's like, never again will I let never this again. happen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, But that's the thing is like, look, and that's, that's, that's part of why I, I, what I disliked about the movie is there's Mm -hmm. so many like mismatches. And the other thing is, is, is the fact that this is where I actually agree with, with Ebert and the fact that he says it's solemn. I agree. It's so bleak and and gloomy. Mm -hmm. All they do is talk about the things that shall not be spoken. Like, I don't buy that these people would even want to live in this village. Mm -hmm. Like, like you said earlier, Rob, like one girl spun in a circle and then she's supposed to be happy. It's like, they have nothing going on for themselves like i would expect to see every single one of these villagers rioting begging to leave the town and venture off into the unknown like they they don't know the difference they don't know what it's like on the outside they have no idea yeah they've never seen a mcdonald's that's what we're supposed to believe but for some reason i I didn't get it up did it they should have showed some of some more of that i mean i think the wedding was maybe the pinnacle of like okay well maybe they can keep an isolated moment of just simple joy right like like the Amish life. Okay, I get that. But I feel like it, it, it didn't, I don't know, it just didn't jive with me. And this is where I, I think the implausibility creeps up. But mm. I think in talking with you guys about the different aspects of the story, I love how much, you know, attention M. Night uh, put in the, in the script and the different twists 
and like kind of weaving it together with uh with Noah being the one that was that was killed at the end and then how they kind of weaved it into the story and it makes you think like can they keep this village going uh or not so i can really appreciate that so that kind of balances out my rating so i'm going to give this um i'll give it three i'll give it three uh you know burgers just you know just buns just buns and cheese oh just buns yeah smack Mm, those smack those buns together and (laughs) you've got three oh wow going back to it follows last week nice yeah Well, okay. Yeah, for me, like, yeah, I I dig this movie. I dug it back in the day. I dug it again. I I feel like I, you know, the second time I didn't think of this whole love story, you know, of them loving each other and this and that. And and, and I felt that this time. I felt that uh, watching this. To me, I actually liked it a little bit more. I mean, like I said, the worst part is M. Night, his freaking scene. I still can't fucking get over that that scene. It's so horrible. But I think almost everything about this movie, I'm with Laura. I'm going to say four, two. I'm going to say a four. It's not like a perfectly great movie, but I, I dug it a four um for me i'm gonna put my hamburger inside a diaper uh so i'll give it four burger diapers whatever you want to call those uh, <laughs> little mixture of both you know um <laughs> is it bun diaper bun or is it diaper meat diaper no, no i'm not like <laughs> eating a burger diaper i'm like <laughs> i'm taking the burger and just putting it inside the full inside the diaper so a full so you're like piece. a mcdonald's employee and you're like here's your burger and you're giving it to someone wrapped in a diaper yes yes exactly <laughs> I just want to make sure we're clear because you guys are making me write this down. So, you know. Yes, yeah, so mine is a, mine's a burger with a, with the meat, but then it has a, a, a wrapper of a diaper. There you go. Next time you go to McDonald's, if you ever get that, Greg, let us know. That's our, that's our trademark. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll supersize it for you. Yeah. Nice. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. All right. So that's it for this week's review here. Uh, maybe one of our last M. Night movies. Oh, we definitely we got to be doing signs sooner than later. We keep talking about it. It's one we all think love. And of course, Sixth Sense. So like you said, Greg, this might just be, eventually become an M. Night pod. Um, no, that's what I said. It needs <laughs> oh, to be said. an M. Night pod. That's I think true. we all have a lot to say and I want to hear more of Greg's thoughts because yeah. Yeah. there's I, something I, there, man. <laughs> we got to unpack it. Gotta there unpack is something it. there. I Look, I will straight up tell you guys, I will not stop watching his movies yeah and even like, though you because, hate it old i'm not gonna say that but <laughs> but i i what i am like i feel like i empathize with is is the great idea that you know mm. that he has and i'm always looking for that and i can always latch on to that and at least it leaves like so if you leave dissatisfied with how he executed a movie that's fine but he's planted a seed of an idea that's going to be unique and look maybe take it with yourself like i you know i was talking with with my wife about how we think the village should have been done you know maybe they should have revealed uh the fact that they were creating this village for the reason that they did at the beginning like there was no twist mm. how could that have played out and the fact that i'm just thinking about that and um you know i i hold on to that appreciation to the idea so mm. uh it's he's a very interesting filmmaker and i, and I hope yeah. you review more movies yeah definitely Definitely, definitely. Uh, right. Next week, next week we're not doing an M Night movie. Next week we are doing 2003's Gothica. This was a conjecture choice pick from uh, Emma. Uh, what is it, uh, Laura? Sketchy Ed is kind of her Twitter. Sketchy Instagram. Ed, our Instagram <laughs> Twitter friend. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's always commenting on our stuff. Seems super cool. I, I feel like her. we need to try to bring her on one day to review a movie. Yeah. I think it's right. Yeah. Up do her you want to come on? Come on. Yeah. yeah. Email <laughs> us. Let us know uh, what you want to come on. If you want to review an M Night movie, do you want to eat a burger? Let us know what you want to do. 
Um, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Uh, the rest of our schedule for the month is on Twitter and Instagram. Check it out at Conjecture and Pod on both. Uh, please remember, keep sending Conjecture Choice picks uh, so we can keep uh, reviewing different movies. Uh, you can email us ConjecturingPod at Gmail, Twitter, Instagram at ConjecturingPod. Uh, also, if you like our merch, check out our merch store, uh, tpublic.com slash user slash ConjecturingPod. Uh, lastly, please subscribe or review our podcast wherever you're listening to it on and check out the Slash and Cast Podcast Network, Slash and Cast.net work so that's it from the gold room tonight this has been the conjecturing i've been rob and laura and greg yeah until next time remember horror subjective so conjecture away see ya bye 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 smacking herself, okay?